Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rulebook and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real tech advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman from hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more. Whether you're pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Your brand DNA is the heart of your identity as a business. It establishes your mission and values, makes you unique from your competitors, and gives your customers a reason to choose to buy from you over your rivals. And if anyone knows how to define a brand's DNA, it's Lauren Alexander, the co-founder and creative director for the clothing line LNA launched the brand in 2006 when she was just 22 years old. With no college education, no experience in the fashion industry, and 16 years later, it's clear that she's found success by staying true to her vision to create elevated basics that don't look or feel basic at all, a feat in an industry predicated on trends. So I cannot wait to chat with her today about how she stayed true to the brand's DNA, avoided pressure to give into fleeting trends, and what the future holds for LNA at the fashion industry at large. So without further ado, let's welcome to the work party, Lauren. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi. I'm so excited to chat with you because I have been a fan of LNA for a very long time, and it's been awesome to watch the evolution of the brand. So let's just start at the very beginning. You're 22. You launched this brand. What inspired you to do it? Well, LNA was started at a purely selfish need to find and create the perfect white t-shirt. I met my founding partner, April, and we were both wearing Hanes men's t-shirts. Out of a three-pack, we bought it Target. And we were laughing about how we loved fashion. You know, I was making dresses at the time, and yet I was living in this white t-shirt. And I was taking these Hanes shirts to a dry cleaners to have them tailored to fit me a little bit better. But I wanted, you know, that vintage feel and I couldn't find it. And like so many other brands, the story goes, we couldn't find what we wanted. So we made it. And that is literally how this crazy journey started. 
I love it. So you decide to make it. So what are sort of your next steps? So obviously you had no prior experience breaking into the fashion industry. So how did you know where to start, what to look for? How did you know you had the right partner, all of those things? Well, we did, I didn't know anything at the time. <laughs> it was literally a trial and error story. You know, I was lucky enough to have a family friend who worked in manufacturing he he thought it was a passion project for me. He's like, well, you can go to this pattern maker downtown. She can make you a shirt. And I go downtown and I meet with this woman and she's like, okay, I can make you this shirt, but where's your fabric? I'm like, oh, I don't have fabric. Do you have fabric? She's like, no, you, you have <laughs> Who has fabric? <laughs> <laughs> you have to go find this, you have to go find a fabric. So I literally would walk the streets of downtown Los Angeles in the fashion district and just walk into stores. And I finally found a little fabric store and I told them what I was looking for. And they said, Oh yeah, that we don't have that. That doesn't exist. So I thought, okay, well, can you make this for me? And they're like, all right, okay, we can make this fabric for you. So we started with me just bringing in vintage shirts that I really loved. I loved how thin they were, the softness and that fabric I developed in 2006 is still a fabric that we use today. No, I love that story. It gets so true. Like, where's the fabric? I don't know. Oh, I don't where's know. I'm the, 22. Where, I don't, you don't where's have the fabric? fabric here? Oh my God. That's so funny. So amazing. So you started making your own fabric, your own cuts. You launched LNA with four white tees on the principle that wearing basics should never feel basic. So why did you decide to hone in on the niche of elevated basics? And like, what was those four shirts that you launched with? It was two tank tops and two short sleeve shirts. And they were all based on men's t-shirts, but in a really silky, semi-sheer, sexy fabric. So we were taking this idea of a men's shirt and tailoring it for a woman's body. And we thought at the time, like, whatever you're wearing, it always goes back to the white shirt, you know, with your jeans, your leather pants, a skirt. And at the time, it was still very fitted shirts. It was a very colorful shirts. It was a time of American apparel, you know, in CNC California and these brands that were very colorful shirts, but fitted. And so we thought, why don't we do this? Because if we can't find it, surely there's other women that want this that can't find it. And that's really how we were able to stand apart during that time because we were so minimal, right? We just had four t-shirts and it was so specific to, to other stuff that was out there. And I started just by walking April and I would just walk into a store <laughs> with our shirts. You know, we walked into planet blue at the time and Madison when it was around and these iconic LA stores, not knowing anything, but when you're so young and you don't know what you don't know, and we had no sense of failure or that you can't just walk into Fred Siegel and be like, Hey, do you want to buy our shirts? <laughs> But that's, that's how we started. We hit the ground and we did it all on our own. I love that. Yeah, no, it's, it's kind of the best place to be is with nothing to lose. It's just saying like, yeah, let's go do this and see, see how it goes. So obviously you've, I mean, you've been around now for a long time and you've really stayed true to your original mission, which is basic. So you're not beholden to trends, which is something that's very easy to fall into in the fashion category. So how did you go about establishing the brand's DNA from the beginning and know that you were going to stick to what you do best and really lean into that core offering? Yeah, it's interesting because when we talk about trends too, because there's times and it's been 16 years where it's all about the t-shirt 
And then it's not all about the t-shirt. It's about printed dresses and all these other trends that come into play throughout the years. But I think people trust, right? We thought like, we're going to do this thing and we're going to do it perfect. Our idea of perfect, right? So the trends change with t-shirts all of the time, you know, it's like, but for us, it always goes back to basics. Like we might buy into a trend, but what are we always going to wear? We're always going to have the perfect t-shirt, the perfect tank top. So for us, it's been about staying true to our original vision with always having those offerings of your go-to basic, but throughout the years, you know, guiding our customers and our loyal following along this journey of like, okay, well, what if we put a cutout in it? What if we added straps or what if it's ribbed and what if it's oversized or what if it's slim, but the offerings, you know, over the past 16 years, we've expanded our offerings to really give our customer a t-shirt or an essential for any occasion. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, I think you do such a great job at the little details of like things that would look good but are the same material, same vibe of what you've already created, just those little details. Your brand is based in Los Angeles and most of your products are also made in LA as well. Why was that important to you and how does that tie back to the brand's DNA? Well, we are, I mean, we're California founded. April and I are both California natives. So it was important for the brand to really be an LA brand, a true LA brand where the fabric is made here and it's manufactured here. And when we were just starting, I was also learning about production. I didn't know anything about clothing manufacturing when we started. And so the fact that our factories were a 20 minute drive away, I spent a lot of time in our factories in the beginning, just learning. And so having them accessible to me was so important because if something was wrong, right? If something came back and there was an error, I have the ability to drive 20 minutes, sit with the factory and fix the problem. And I really want to support our local economy and and give jobs to people and work with factories that I know and trust and that um, treat their employees amazing. And it's, it's all working together, right? It's not just about designing the perfect shirt. It's about every step of the process and feeling good about that process and knowing, and I've become so close with our factories because they've also been with us on this crazy journey. Like we've been working with some of the factories since the day we started still today. Wow. That's amazing. And that just goes to show like the staying power of your business. So let's talk a little bit about the business model. So obviously you guys have direct to consumer. You also have wholesale. You talked a little bit about like walking into planet blue. (laughs) What, what is the current business model and how has it shifted over this, you know, 16 year period? Well, I always talk about how, when we started direct to consumer didn't exist. Mm -hmm. It was all about wholesale. It was who are the hottest boutiques and get into majors. And it's tricky. I talk about this a lot, switching the model, right? We were a wholesale brand for almost 13 years, just wholesale. And we rely on the big guys, the big department stores, the boutiques. But now the model has changed, right? People go a lot to direct to consumer because direct to consumer I have a direct line to our customers and it's a much more intimate relationship that we have when it's on our website and we can control the image of the brand. And also on our website, you get to see the breadth of LNA. You get to see Mm. every single style that we make from our classic basic white tee or tank top to the faux leather, to the flannel coats. 
And so our website has become so important because it's the only place where you can go to see the entire collection. You can't go to a department store or a boutique and see LNA as a whole because you're seeing a curated selection, right? They're going to cherry pick what they like the best and we'll have a representation in a wholesale account in that way. But for us growing direct to consumer is so important because you really, I bring you into the LNA world, right? You get such a better understanding about the brand and, and where we're going. But that being said, wholesale still is a very, very important part of our business. And I always think it's harder to switch once you're wholesale to start to go only direct to consumer is very hard because our customers have been trained for 16 years to go to Bloomingdale's, you know, to go to Revolve and Shop Bop. And now I think it's, you know, how do we keep wholesale, keep, you know, I want to be loyal to them because I built my business with them. LNA is right. here because wholesale accounts believed in what we were doing. And now we're at a point where we also want to grow direct to consumer. So it's like a, it's a, it's a dance, right? It's like you, you want to keep wholesale happy. And we also want to grow our direct to consumer. And it's tricky. I always say like, also social media didn't exist. Marketing the way it is today didn't exist when we started LNA. So we've had to really adapt and change over the years. Yeah, that, that was going to be my next question is obviously in 2006, <laughs> social media wasn't even something that existed. So what are the marketing strategies that have really worked for you guys? Are you leaning into influencer marketing? Is it social media now primarily? Is it trade shows? Like what are you finding to be the most successful marketing for you today versus maybe back then? Oh my God, the trade show. <laughs> the trade shows. I know. That's where we, we really started at a trade show. Uh, in oh Vegas. yeah. That was the place. That's what you had to do. Go to Magic or a project. April and-, and I were pulling samples off the sewing lines, putting them in her car and driving them to Vegas. <laughs> and that's where you, you would be seen, right? I remember when totally. we would have to wait for Us Weekly to get printed and cut out a press clipping of a celebrity wearing LNA and then scan it <laughs> and then put it in a press book. Now, the good old days. <laughs> and now everything is, is so instant, right? You know, it's social media, and marketing is such a huge part of what we do and like influencer marketing and who it's on and who our influencer relationships are with and email marketing and Google. And now it's text message marketing, which is so impactful to what we do. Like we send out a text message and it's instant sales. And that definitely did not exist when we started. So we, it's been such a big focus of ours, especially over the last two years is and I've hired, you know, an amazing team that just focuses in that marketing sector because it is so, so important. If you don't have marketing, you're not, you're not in front of people, you know, people run on our phones, we're on Instagram, we're looking at ads, we're getting text messages, we're getting emails. And it's like Google, if I Google, you know, you Google LNA shirt, hopefully you get an ad that's going <laughs> to follow you around for the next 24 hours. <laughs> But yeah, influencer marketing for me is about finding those girls that really embody the brand and believe in it and getting behind them and have them support it and talk about it and building our LNA community. Hey parents, Jacqueline here. Did you know that kids ages five years and older are now able to be protected from COVID-19 through vaccination? It's okay to have questions about COVID-19 vaccines. Just make sure you get your answers from a reliable source, like your child's doctor or nurse. 
You can also visit the CDC website, cdc.gov, for additional information that you can trust, like how COVID-19 vaccines can protect your entire family. That's cdc.gov. Hey guys, it's me, Chriselle Lim, co-founder and CMO of Bumo. As a busy working parent myself, I felt like there was a lack of options for parents and I personally needed more support. So that's what we're doing here on Being Bumo. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. So subscribe now to Being Bumo at applepodcast.com slash beingbumo or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, gotta go. See you guys soon. So 16 years now, looking back, what would you have done differently, if anything? Gosh, there's so many lessons. I think there's two is listen to your financial team. (laughs) Careful how you spend your money. And standing for something, even when you're being given so much feedback and you know, you get a lot of conflicting feedback is staying true to the original mission, your original vision and standing your ground and believing in something, even if everyone doesn't agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is great advice. Definitely listening to the financials and seeing where things are going. You know, if you were, you know, looking back on different lessons, what would you say is a financial lesson that you learned maybe the hard way or that you now know and that you give to other founders? In the very beginning, Beginning, I think we were, you know, like we have to show at fashion week. We have to have all these expensive parties and like budgets are huge. And when you experience a lot of success when you're very young and instant success, you know, LNA grew very quickly overnight and just, you know, like you want to do the party and you want to spend money and all this stuff, but it has to make sense. You know, we were, you know, I was young and we were, you know, doing a lot of those things, but how did they really impact the brand and, and having a financial team in place that I trust and listen to is so important because I'm sales and I'm looking at the business, but they're really looking at the business and they have become some of the most important people to me. And they've been my mentors essentially because I didn't go to business school. I didn't have that background. And so I've had to hire people that can teach me that along the way. Yeah, no, I remember when you guys launched and it was huge. You were everywhere. Like I remember following you on Instagram being like, oh my God, she's so cool in her company. And honestly, it's amazing that all these years later, you're still thriving and successful because I think a lot of brands during that time rose really fast and crashed really hard. So it's definitely a testament to your business savvy. So let's talk a little bit about hiring. Who are some of those key hires that really game changed your business? Our CFO and main financial advisor who's been with us since day one. She has been so impactful for, for the business and for me personally, and being able to learn from someone because when you're young, I think it's about putting a team in a place that you can learn from and they can teach you. It's your sales team, right? Because I'm not in front of the stores having those meetings every day. You know, my reps are and having those people have been, instrumental in the growth and the staying power of this company, you know, and, and I think the team, and we've always tried to keep the team small because when a team is a little bit smaller, you're communicating and I'm so accessible to everyone in the company, every, from the person that packs a box to the CFO, to the sales team, to marketing, to a web, 
it's very important for me to be accessible to everyone in the company and we're always communicating and talking. And I, I like that family feel in a company that we're always talking about issues as they arise. And it's made us really resilient and adaptable to if a problem happens and change that we can move quickly to solve an issue because we're always together and talking. And I think that's very, very important. And then if you work in apparel, you know that your production team sometimes ends up being the most important because I can design the best shirt in the world. My sales team can get the best order, but if production doesn't go well, we ha- we don't have anything. If it's late, if it comes out wrong. So my relationship with production in our factories is essential to LNA success. Yeah, absolutely. And now that you've been in the fashion industry for so long, since 2006, so much has changed, you know, from sustainability to plus size, all these things are like in the sort of consciousness of the fashion industry. What are some of the changes that you've been, you know, happy to see happen or what changes would you like to see in the fashion industry moving forward? We think a lot about being inclusive, right? Whether that in a size range and not just having extra small through large, you know, so over the past couple of years, we now do plus and extended sizing because I don't want anyone to feel left out of the brand conversation or being able to wear it. And I think that is such an important conversation to have as a brand owner and a designer is making clothes for everyone. You know, I want every woman to feel like she can come shop at LNA and she's not being excluded. And that's a very important part of the industry. I think the way that we go through trend, like through trends now, you know, when we started, you'd see a trend and it would last months and months and months, or you could buy a style and it would last a very long time. Now at the rate that we consume social media, people get over and bored with trends in a minute, right? They want this and they want that the next thing. And that makes it hard for a a brand because that would mean designing a thousand styles a month. And I would like to, I want to create clothes that are more timeless, which is what we've always done because I don't want LNA to only be trend driven because then we're not relevant all the time. So creating styles that stay on the test of time is important. And I think brands creating quality product that's not just about fast fashion is Mm. very, very important. Definitely. And I think we're seeing more, hopefully more consumerism going in that direction as well. But exactly to your point, it's so fast. It's impossible as a business to keep up. It's expensive. It's not (laughs) great for the environment. Like it's just turns into like a a whole crazy mess. So yes, fingers crossed on more elevated (laughs) basics and classics, like standing the test of time. So what do you see for the future of LNA? You know, after all this time, what's next for the brand? What can you tell us? Well, we want to keep expanding categories and we have really done this in such a methodical way. Like it's been a very controlled growth. You know, we haven't done every category under the sun. And so for us, you know, now it's about introducing, you know, more sweaters and now we're doing all of our vegan leather and outerwear because we know we can give our consumer the ultimate basic for any occasion, her from her favorite tank to a transitional dress but we want to give her more. Like how do we build out the entire outfit for her? So now outerwear has become such a big part of what we're doing to kind of like help complete the outfit. So if we have her and she, she trusts in me as a designer and trusts the quality of the brand, she has her, almost her whole outfit. She has her jeans and she has her LNA top, but now let's give her a jacket. Let's give her a sweater. And also like, how do we 
how do we stand apart from the other brands that already do that? So putting our, our LNA stamp on the outerwear, you know, we've done swim capsules in the past and I love doing swimwear. So we want to continue to do swimwear and, you know, just expand on categories and really grow our direct consumer business. I think that is very, very important when we talk about like the next three years for LNA is growing that sector. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, the site's amazing. And I mean, if you guys head to the site, which we'll get into later, but like, it's a dangerous rabbit (laughs) hole of like, add to cart, add to cart, add to cart. So let's wrap with some sentence finishers. The three traits that got me to where I am today are. Okay. Determination, resilience, and humility. Love that. My first lesson I learned the hard way as a business owner was. No, doesn't mean no. (laughs) My number one piece of financial advice for entrepreneurs is listen to your accountant. (laughs) Mm. The productivity tool I'd be lost without. Oh my gosh, this is going to be crazy, but my post-it notes. (laughs) Mm. No old school. I love it. Everywhere. (laughs) An entrepreneur I'd love to grab coffee with. Olivier Bustier, the creative director at Balmain. Mm. I am endlessly inspired by him. Yeah, that would be amazing. And then success is. Happiness. Love that. Well, what an amazing conversation. Thank you so much, Lauren. Where can people find you on social media and learn more about everything you're working on at LNA? They can follow us at LNA Clothing on Instagram and me at Lauren Alexander. And on LNA, we'll, you know, we have a lot of inspo videos. I'm going to be posting some cool spend the day with me videos and giving everyone like a peek behind the scenes. Amazing. Well, I am a huge fan. As I said, I'm wearing an LNA shirt today, but I do live in your tops. They're amazing. I know we are. We are. We got our black tea look going. Well, thank you so much for being here and we can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you. Bye guys. For more inspiring conversations like this one, follow the Work Party podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party.